Hello, I'm James Wrigley, and you're about to listen to the audio from another one of my LinkedIn Lives. Uh, this one was a lunchtime session I did with a, an advisor out of America uh, in the New York area by the name of Mitch Goldberg. Uh, if you don't already follow him, I suggest you contact him or connect with him on LinkedIn. Uh, he's been running a daily 4.30pm uh, New York time uh, LinkedIn Live show talking about markets and reactions and how uh, he believes you should be behaving uh, in, in times like this. Uh, Mitch was uh, really great uh, in, in joining me at the time that we recorded this. It was 9.30 p.m. on the Sunday night uh, in his time, uh, 12.30, middle of the day Monday uh, here in Melbourne. Uh, so Mitch, if you're catching this, thank you very much for taking some time out of your late evening to chat with me for, for 20 minutes or so. Uh, there's a lot of value in this. I encourage you to listen right to the end. I hope you enjoy. Thanks. On there we go. We're live now. It'll should hopefully. When I did this one time last week, the notification didn't go on. But anyway, we're here now. We're live. And we're live. With it, that's tuning in. Uh, it's just gone twelve thirty here in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, fortunate enough to have Mitch Goldberg along uh, to join me today for the lunchtime lives. Uh, Mitch, hello. How are you? I'm fine, James. Hey, thank you so much for having me as your guest. I, I watch your content regularly, and uh, it's great to finally talk to you face to face because we became fast friends on LinkedIn we a did. while ago, you know. And now we, uh, we talk all the time, you know. Or it's amazing, we, isn't it? I was, um, I was, I was chatting to a client uh, during last week, and um, we had a Zoom meeting with them, as as I'm doing with with a lot of clients i'm sure i'm sure you are too mm-hmm. and and we kind of got to talking about like imagine what this whole isolation lockdown stuff would be like if we didn't have these streaming services if we didn't have facebook live and instagram and and just you know the, all the video conferencing it'd be a completely completely different world it, it, it not only would it be uh, completely different um i mean it would just be so lacking compared to today i i I look forward to um, my Zoom calls and conferences so much. And it's become, you know, we, we, <clears throat> everyone talks about you must establish a routine mm-hmm. when you're in quarantine or isolation. You know, brush your teeth, get out of bed. Did I do it? Well, get out of bed first and brush your teeth. <laughs> you know, have lunch a certain time. So I look forward to my meetings because it, it's, keeping me, um, it's keeping me in routine on schedule. Mm-hmm. I really like that. So where so I, I didn't I didn't actually prompt you, but where where are you right now? So I'm I, obviously in Melbourne, and most of other you know, it's nine thirty at night, nine thirty p.m. It's Sunday night where I'm. I'm in New York. I am on Long Island, which is a little skinny offshoot. It's a suburb of New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably about from the city limit. I it couldn't be more than I'm going to say fifteen miles. Yep. And then uh, once you hit the city limit, then you have to go through this um, Queens and then you're in Manhattan. Yeah. So it's um, we're not not far from the epicenter of uh, the COVID-19. Yeah. We, we, we really are under quarantine here in my neck of the woods. This is a super serious thing. And everybody, I'm happy to say, is taking it very, very seriously. Yeah. So where? So your office is ordinarily in Manhattan. Is that where you? No, you'd I'm normally... ordinarily in Melville, Long Island. Okay. 
I live in Melville, so my office yep. is three miles away from my house. Oh, that's right. It's a great commute. I, I used to work um, downtown <clears throat> on um, Broadway and Wall, Wall Street. Mm -hmm. And then I worked uh, Midtown on uh, 3rd Avenue and 40th Street. And then I worked on 5th Avenue around uh, 52nd Street. And then uh, one day, uh, my wife and I decided we want to have children. Mm. And I'm um, like, you know, I really don't want to spend four hours a day commuting anymore. So uh, I figured, you know, wh what the heck? Why, why go to the city? Sometimes I would go into Manhattan, come to see a client in Long Island, and then go back to Manhattan to finish up my day. <laughs> so I, I, I don't really I – mean, Manhattan's really not that important um, to, be, to be there anymore in the, in the financial mm. world like it used to. Mm. Yeah, and and I, and I reckon once we get out the other side of this, like in, 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 in financial advice, you're obviously in financial advice as well. Um, in 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 Melbourne, there's a lot of firms are in the CBD in the in the city. Um, there's there's a lot of kind of sub, smaller suburban ones dotted around the place, and I think after the after all of this is said and done, we'll probably see more and more of that. Like I'm. Um, I, my bedroom's over that way, and I've walked five steps this way, turn turn right, and and, and I'm now in my my son's room, is which has become my office for, for for the time being. I can see that becoming more and more the norm as we, as we move forward. When um we got the order, uh, not this past Friday, the Friday before this past Friday, so the tw the twentieth, Friday the twentieth, New York State, all non-essential people uh, have to work from home. I could kind of push it and say I'm an essential business. There are some loopholes in financial services, but I didn't think it was worth it. What I did is I, instead of working from an iPad or a laptop, I took my entire workstation home. I yeah. filled it up, filled up the back of my car and just drove it home. Yeah. I felt like my, uh, my kids, my wife, they, they need me around. They need to see me. And uh, I just felt it's important to be here because it is pretty anxiety provoking and you know, it's all it's all the uh, topic here in New York. Mm. Nobody talks about anything else except for the coronavirus. And it's it's yeah. um, we're in it. I mean, we uh, I know a couple of people personally who uh, are homesick with it now. Mm. And uh, it, it's a we're taking it really seriously. And hopefully uh, it'll it'll start to uh, crest. Yeah. So we're a bit behind, obviously a bit behind in the in the kind of in the in in those those exponential graphs that that, that are doing the rounds at, at, at the moment. Uh, we got the announcement yesterday from our prime minister, not not kind of mandating that everyone has to stay home, but it was like if you can work from home, please work from home. It's really only you know essential services or those that <coughs> excuse me that for some reason they can't do their job from home are, are, are to go. And can continue to go to work, but I, I'm sure it's not that far off or it'll be mandated that everyone needs to stay home. You should. I mean, anything you could do to prevent it, hopefully we get what's called um, herd. What, what's yeah. that I'm looking for? Not herd proof, but herd. Um, I, I, you know, when enough people have it, it stops. Have it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. We, we hope that and hopefully we'll have a, uh, a vaccine. Mm -hmm. Soon, I, I look to tell you the uh, way I really feel about this is I wish all fifty states in the, in the United States would would close up. Just give it two weeks and mm. get it over with, and then yep. see where we are. Rather than this piecemeal state by state um, thing that everybody's doing, because now it's popping up in Florida, it's popping up in Louisiana, it's popping up in Michigan, and it's expected to go to a lot more places. Yeah, yeah. 
But yes. you're, you're a financial advisor, and mm -hmm. um, you, you know I, I listen to your messages and your videos, and you know the, the message is, is right on key from you. It's uh, mm -hmm. remain diversified. Yeah. Okay. Uh, stick with it for the long term. Yeah. Cash that you uh, need for financial obligations has already been moved over to cash or some, you know, cash equivalent, something you know, stable. Yeah. And um, you, know, you and I were. We're preaching the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I've enjoyed so much. Uh, not so much now, but when I was, I'd be walking to the train station to catch the train into into work. That's that was around the time that you'd be doing your lives. So I'd jump out. I'd be get. I'd get out of the car, and and watch it on on the way in. Um, so what? So now that you're kind of set up at home, what's your what's your routine looking like? What do you? What, you know, Monday to Friday, your normal work days. What are they looking like? The, the routine is starting to uh, shape up around when I have to. Uh, start yelling at the kids to uh, do their homework. Their, their video school, whatever, video conferencing starts tomorrow. Yep. So the kids uh, have been off from school for two weeks. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that has a lot to do with the schedule. But basically for me, <clears throat> you know, I, I've been working and my schedule has been pretty much the same, mm -hmm. you know, except uh, for lunch instead of going uh, out or bringing lunch in. I, uh, I, I barbecue burgers or something <laughs> we eat, you know, I eat with my family and, uh, or at least I eat with my wife and at least one of the kids. Yeah. So it, you have three kids. So it's, it's been a really consistent, um, schedule. It helps so that I have the zoom meetings during the day because it gives mm -hmm. you that human contact. You're keeping up with your networking groups. I'm in a few networking groups, one in particular that I love. Yeah. And we have these, um, we call them, you know, buddy check meetings where a whole bunch of us will jump on a zoom and people talk about what they're doing, strategies, tips for working remotely. Uh, so my schedule is pretty much like it was before, except maybe yeah. I'm actually getting, I feel like I'm getting more done. Yeah. Than it was before. Yeah. Yeah. How about I've you? The uh, so we, we our, our school holidays have just started over here. Uh, so we had, all the schools shut a couple of days earlier, but we have a we always have a two week school holiday period around Easter, uh, so that's that started today being Monday. So all the kids are on school holidays now. A lot of schools have gone to late late last week. A lot of them have gone to like online classes and those kind of things. Uh, my eldest son uh, is is only six, so he's very early in in, in primary school. So they've they've sent home. Shoot him on your videos. He's yeah, <laughs> they've they've sent home. Uh, they've sent home a bit of a routine for for what might likely be the case in two weeks' time once the holidays finish, you know, just in case they can't go back to classes mm -hmm. and um, they they have to do homeschooling. Now we're we're in a bit of an interesting position in that my wife works in hospitals, so that's that's a kind of essential service, and so the school system here. At least they did before that. Before they broke for for school holidays, they allowed parents that are work in essential services to send their kids along to school. So they had very small classes of of kids who you know, their, their parents worked in hospitals in in some way, shape, or form. So we be interesting to see what happens with that. I don't I don't know where we'll end up afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Um, well. I think if you could keep them home, look, it's different. Uh, you know, my youngest is 14. Yep. And um, it's, you know, it's just a, a world easier 
when the kids are older, you're, you're rearing really, you have little kids. Yeah. So they, they need a lot of attention. My, my yeah. daughter is 16. She doesn't need any attention. Her attention is focused on, uh, keep, you know, her friends. That's the most important thing to the kids when they, when they become teens yeah. is their friends. So they're like, I'm talking to my friends. I'm good. And, uh, but you still have to check, make sure that the voices you hear coming through mm. are other kids. You know, yeah. you have to beat it into their heads constantly. Um, be careful who you speak with. Be careful yeah. who you post. You know, you're talking to, are you talking to another 16-year-old or you're talking to some, you know, 40-year-old guy? I mean, you have yeah. to, that's a scary thing with the social media. So you just it have is. to uh, constantly stay on top of that and uh, yeah. monitor as much yeah. as you can. It gets harder when they get older. You you lose control as as they get older. Let's let's maybe turn a little bit to the the work that you're doing and and I guess how you're managing things, how your clients are managing. Um, so what what's the feeling like there? Is is there still this kind of mad mad panic that the world's ending? Like what yes. what, what's it like? Well, the first few weeks it was more like couple of bad days it was really <clears throat> a lot of shock hmm. wow these crazy massive down days and then we went through about a two week one and a half week period where uh clients were more interested in what could we buy hmm. what, what could we, we buy here and you know i was like we're not yet and my you know what i've been preaching constantly is don't buy anything just because you want to bounce, you know, don't, don't jump on a stock because it's down a lot. And you expect it to pop mm. because you could be wrong. We could go down further, make sure that whatever you buy as an investment has a proper fit with the rest of your portfolio. So this way it removes from the equation, the stock going up or down. It's just part of your portfolio. It's a portfolio decision as opposed to a stock by stock decision. Yep. So, um, we started dibbling about, um, Monday will be uh, two weeks that I started to nibble a little bit. But the prevailing wisdom was, you know, went from probably like this everywhere that this will be a short-term thing, then a short to intermediate, then an intermediate. And I think it's sinking in now that, wow, you know what, this this is going to be with us for longer than people expected. Mm. So I, 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 the fear is there. So now it's just a matter of, you know, teaching people and, re, you know, everyone's brave when the market goes up. Oh, I'll handle a down market. I'll handle a bear market. Then then you get into it. And, and, and people, you know, a lot of my clients are, you know, they've been through more cycles than I have. I've been in the industry for 30 years. Mm -hmm. I have clients older than me, so they've been through this, you know, more times than me. But when emotions take over, you know, you have to try to separate a uh, panic decision from, uh, you know, a, a good decision, right? Yeah. I, I, the way I explain it is if you make a decision right away from anxiety, it's panic. But if you could let your, um, some time pass between your decision and your panic and take a more constructive view, then, mm -hmm. then, it, then at least it's an actionable decision. Maybe you need to sell a little something to alleviate some pressure, or maybe you could put in some buy limit orders way below the market in certain stocks. And then what happens is you start rooting for the market to go down. Yeah. You know, there's all, all kinds of strategies. Uh, they might be different for everybody. So you just have to have those talks. And some clients are fine. You know, listen, I, this is all come back. I'm not really worried about it. You know, I, I'm not touching this money for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's part of the uh, part of the cycle. Yeah. 
are you are you are you seeing any any new clients are you are you getting new clients reaching out to you saying you know you know i i missed out on that big run-up that we've just had for the last 10 years but i've been sitting on the sidelines and now i want to do something is, is that happening at all yes uh, well the focus of the last few weeks has been on existing clients and to keep sure. them properly positioned properly um you know uh, updated <clears throat> so as far as new clients go you know i do my lives like you i do a, a live uh, every day I, I create a lot of content mm -hmm. so i feel uh you know i always have a a drip of new prospects coming in mm -hmm. um i have not reached out specifically to the prospects it's more like when they're ready to utilize my services that's when they'll come to me yeah. I I know this might sound uh, funny to a lot of people who are in uh, business development, but I find that when I approach people, it it's it kind of turns things off. It, it's mm -hmm. I don't feel like it's uh, it doesn't work for me. I just feel like you know when when people are when people have a high level of dissatisfaction with their current situation, I, I'll call it the seventy percent rule. Okay, you've heard of the eighty twenty rule, right? Yeah. You know, 80% of your business comes from 20% of your clients. Yeah. I call it the 70% rule where if people are 70% or more satisfied with a product or service, it's too painful to switch. It's too much of a pain in the neck. It's annoying to switch. It's effort. Mm -hmm. When people are below 70% satisfied, that's when it becomes too painful to stick with their current situation or product. So what I do is I just uh, keep... Uh, creating content, making myself available. Mm. And when people are ready to reach out, I feel like it's it's not just a lead. It's a really um, warm prospect because they're calling me. Mm -hmm. So that that's that's basically um, what I rely on. Yeah. And so where, where are you where are you putting your content and your messages? And where, you well, know, obviously here on LinkedIn, that's where I I stumbled across you. But but where else? Well, First of all, I'll say how how awesome is it, how great is it that you started creating content well before this global financial crisis? Mm. Can you imagine all of a sudden now trying to figure out, well, how am I going to create content now? I've never done it. I've never made a video before. Yeah. I've never done a blast email before. I never write content before. I mean, I, I would hate to have to start that now because while the while the stock market globally was going up for you know the last 10 years, okay, granted there have been some pretty big bumps, but it's been a pretty good global bull market. It gave us the time to develop skills in terms of how to create content and how to distribute content, right? Didn't, didn't you learn a lot in the last hmm. couple of years? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And now with everything flying around, I, I, I don't think that I would have time to learn about this stuff. It's just yeah. either you can execute or you can't, and that's it. So I, I started with uh, YouTube a long time ago, like 2000, maybe 2010, 2011. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. The, the mistake I made is I hardly ever did it. Yeah. You know, I just did it once in a while. It was a whole production. It was a big deal. And that was my mistake. I, if I just kept at it, I would, you know. I like to think I'd be like the Casey Neistat of yeah. uh, <laughs> right now, you know. You have all the sponsorships and and I love his uh, video. So, yeah. the um, but mostly now it is LinkedIn and Facebook. Okay. And predominantly LinkedIn. So uh, you know, once I um, got access to LinkedIn Live last October of 2019, mm -hmm. 
I didn't even know I had it. I applied for it. I promptly got rejected. Yeah, me too. And then, you know, then so I applied for it again. And then one day I noticed on my desktop, there's a little red dot that said, you have access to LinkedIn Live. Hmm. I read the fine print. If you don't use it in like four weeks, you could lose it. Yeah. I had no idea how long I had it for. So I just went nuts on it. And I just started going live all the time. And um, now I'm very comfortable going live. And I have a live show yeah. and building an audience. And uh, I, I think that that'll be my um, key lead generator. Mm. Yeah, it, it's like you said, it's, it, it's great to have kind of tried some different things earlier on so that when all of this mess is going on at the moment, you're not trying to fumble your way through that. And you've got the access to the live. And you know, I don't know if you if you started out in intentionally going to have a, a daily show or if that was just, you know, you were going to have a message on one day and you thought, you know what, I may as well talk tomorrow. And then it just kept going and going from yeah, there. It just, it, it morphed. It started out as, as videos and I started to make more videos. And then I was trying like these quick two minute videos whenever I could make them, whatever, you know, a hot story of the day was or something, you know, I, I would do that. And then I figured, let me, let me be more consistent. I'll do one once a week at the same time. And then, it, it, then I, I, I started doing, um, you know, like a vlog, like YouTube vlogging. And they mm. were awesome. I loved making them. They were fun. And I would be in different locations. And I would be in Manhattan. And I'd be in my office lobby. And I'd be at home, wherever I would be. But the editing was so, it was such a, I, I actually enjoy editing, but it took so much time to do. Yeah. And then uh, I started to do the lives and I have someone I use on Upwork to edit the lives into under 10 minutes. Cause you know, you, you, you can only post an MP4 to LinkedIn. That's under 10 minutes. Yeah. And he said, you know, forget that. I'm just going to do my lives, no editing. And, th and that's the end of it. And if they're yeah. 20 minutes, a half hour, that that's what I'll do. I started doing the, uh, the daily thing that first day when the, uh, the uh, stock market in the United States went down over a thousand points. So, you know, let me just jump on for a quick, you know, impromptu LinkedIn live at 430. Mm. And I get some positive feedback from it. So I did it the next day and the next day. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's only been three weeks that I've been doing it, you know, every yeah. day. Before that, it was once a week. Like yeah. you, I did it at 1230 p.m. Hoping to catch a lunch crowd. Mm. And three out of four times a month, I would have a guest. And, you know, sometimes getting a guest is a little bit of a chore also. Hmm. Uh, so I just started doing the lives. I haven't had a, a guest in like three weeks, but that'll change. I have a few people in mind, but yeah. I talk about, you know, not, not just the information, what happened. It's the perspective. It's, it's what does this mean to you? Yeah. And that's, that's how, I, how, how yeah. it goes. And, and that, and that's, that's the missing thing. And I think the important part in the work that both of us do in that, like the information is endless. We, we live in this world of Google. Now you can, you can get information on anything that you want, but but interpreting that and making some decisions for you and yourself and in your individual circumstances is that's where the, the knack comes in. That's where, where the yeah. difficulty comes in. With all this information that we have, we have more information than ever. And next year, actually tomorrow, we'll say we have more information than ever. And it's going yeah. to constantly increase. But yeah. are our investors, savers, uh, people using you know per, their, the best of personal finance are people making better financial decisions with all this information i i, I don't mm, think so i think so either no i think i think guidance is needed even more i mean there's talk like well there's 
there's online trading apps, there's free trading apps, there's uh, personal fi- personal finance apps. And yet, you know, look look what happened with uh, with crypto. Look what happened with uh, Bitcoin. Yeah. And then look what happened with pot stocks and Tilray and some other stocks that that trade on U.S. exchanges that went from like you know crazy highs and then they crash back down to earth. Yeah. Are people making better decisions with all of this information at their fingertips? No. No. So I think um, people like us are needed more. Yeah. yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I think so too. Thank, thanks, Mitch. I'll, uh, I appreciate you joining me this this evening, your time, this afternoon, my time. Um, just looking at the comments and who's here, um, there's been kind of three, four, five people kind of oscillating in, in and out uh, throughout throughout the throughout the live. If you're catching it on the replay and, and you've got a question for either myself or Mitch, just you know, drop it in the comments there, and we'll get back to you. But Graham, uh, Graham is in the Philippines. He's been watching. Most of the most of last week. So thanks, Graham, for, for watching. Hey, Graham. And, and Danielle, as well, who's in who's in Wollongong, um, a bit fair bit further north than where I'm sitting at the moment. So thank you for the two of you for for, for tuning in, but especially Mitch, thank you for taking some time out of your Sunday That's evening to uh, um, join me for a little while. I, I live near Beth Page uh, Golf Course. You know, Beth Page Black. It's a world famous golf course. They've had a couple of yep. US Open. They just had the PGA, and um, I see. Um, Adam Scott going through there. Oh, yeah. And uh, Jason Day going going yeah. through there. I go figure Adam Scott is for some reason my wife's favorite uh, PGA tour player. Yeah. I don't know why that is. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and, and no, I don't no, I don't have a pet uh, a pet koala. You uh, had on- everybody in Australia has a pet koala and likes and to put rock- a shrimp on. Barbie, you know, we ride, we ride kangaroos to the to the supermarket to pick up the groceries. <laughs> right, and you use the pouch to carry the yeah. Well, yeah, just hitting, hitting on all the stereotypes. What I have to ask you one serious question though. Yeah, yeah. What is a Vegemite sandwich? Vegemite is just. (laughs) I've actually just made my son lunch, and he had a Vegemite and cheese toasty. So Vegemite's just a spread you put on bread. Uh, and it's it's an acquired taste. Uh, fortunately, we feed it to kids really young, so they 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 learn to they learn to love it. But I'm sure if you tried it now, you probably wouldn't enjoy it very much. All right, it's very. Day, I'm going to try it one day. I don't know where I'm going. I'm sure I could find it in the states somewhere. Yeah, I'm oh, sure there's. I'm sure it's in the in the shops over there too. But it's a, it's a black spread that's very very salty. Um, yeah, olive spread. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, very different taste. Very different okay. taste. Find something. I don't. I don't know that you'll like it, but let me know when you do. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks for joining me.